Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. This week, we're discussing preserving the magic. Coming to you live from the Bob Barley studio in Orlando, Florida, you're watching The Trip. This is The Trip, episode 45 for the week of January 27th, 2016. The Trip is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect vacation, whether it be theme parks on the West Coast, East Coast, or on the seas. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey everyone, welcome to The Trip, our crazy show, attempting to talk about travel, family, and everything in between. I'm Jenny Lynn. And I'm then this and I'm one over Teresa. here. What? If you're gonna say your own names, you gotta speak up. <laughs> well, I was getting ready to. Ten seconds later. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie, you're next. Say your name first. Hi, I'm Jackie, and I'm Teresa. And Who's that over is. there? We don't really care about him. And then back in the production nook, he's speaking up a little bit more today. We have Craig Williams. My niece too. Stop that. <laughs> don't talk today. And don't do that. <laughs> oh, the bird's back. The bird's back. <laughs> we have the a mascot, folks. Back. No animals in here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Well, hateful. hopefully we've got a fun episode in store for you today. We're going to be talking about, like I mentioned, preserving the magic. What I mean by that is at what point do you let the harsh reality of the real world invade the magic of your Disney vacation? But before we get into all of that, we have an issue. Yeah, we got an issue. Did y'all hear we were canceled? <laughs> <laughs> May have heard that yesterday. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> yes. No, he said retiring the show. That's so much gentler and more... It was just a sweeter way to say. He's always very good with words. He is. He's very good with words. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in case you haven't heard already, (laughs) uh, the trip is being retired. Um, We're going to have our last episode on February 24th. And that sounds really dramatic, but it's not as dramatic as it sounds because... Um, while we won't be sitting at this lovely table having our uh, discussion-type format, we are going to be still doing things together and bringing that um, content to you. Just Some of it, a- which we will film. <laughs> <laughs> Some of it, which, yeah. Some of it we'll let you guys because, be a part of. Okay, because sometimes we do things as friends. I'm trying to like Jackie. Because <laughs> we actually like each other. I was just getting in the groove there. <laughs> so. It's all right. It's all cool. I'm eat my little, little piece of chocolate here. Yeah, I should, have, I should have let off with that. I should have said, you know, due to Teresa's <laughs> lack of ability to get along with Jackie, right. we have canceled the show. <laughs> the show is gone. 
Mm. Couldn't deal with it. No, done. Um, No, the truth is, is that we actually have some more projects in store that we are working on, and uh, we felt like that was going to be a better way to bring that content to you. So you can be expecting that. You will still be seeing... Teresa, Jackie, and myself together doing fun things around Orlando. It will just be coming to you packaged a little bit differently. So no tears. It's all going to be good. We promise. No and tears. I got You're going to like it. Nothing. I'm good. It'll be, it'll be an improvement. It'll be fun. I'm it's looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah. The package might even have a bow. Yeah, I hope so. Oh, God. You've got to put glitter on it, don't <laughs> put you? Put a little mini bow with a little pixie dust on the top. Oh, yeah. I typically put a bow on my package. Boy. Awesome. <laughs> I usually overtape mine so they can't get in it. So, Are you one of those? <laughs> yeah. Package within a package within a package. Where it's like packaged so good that the people can't actually open it And then there's nothing up. inside because that's the kind of person I am. Cold and dead. Cold and dead. Dead on the inside. <laughs> it's a hater. Okay. Craig, don't talk. No talking. Well, while Craig is remaining silent, how about we do a little bit of trip talk? Oh, that was loud. You know, we're going to go out making a lot of noise, I think. Okay. Okay. So the question is, at what point... Does reality burst your Disney bubble? That's that's the topic of discussion today. We all love Disney, and in fact, many of us use Disney in a way, a sort of escapism, if you will. Um, it, it's that place that we can go where we can just kind of step out of reality, step out of the pressures of the world, and go into this other space that suspends reality and the look on Teresa's face is so yeah, classic right just now. Listen to your explanation. <laughs> She's like, I don't ever go your to other that place. Space. <laughs> this other space. Well, it's somewhere that you can go that just kind of suspends reality for a little while. You can... I have a room at home I do that in. <laughs> oh, I... I just shut the door and nobody can come in and reality stays outside. All right. Okay, but okay, Disney cool. works too. Disney works for a lot of people, actually. Um, there's you, you go online, and there's just there's a whole community that you know that is formed around this idea. the The thing that you run into, though, is that sometimes when you're on your Disney vacation, reality kind of pushes back a little bit. Sometimes you, things can happen, and you can go to Disney, and you when you're there, you you don't want to think about your job, and you don't want to think about problems at home or problems in the world you want it to be your happy place and you right. want it to be where a bubble mm-hmm. exactly and and, you, and 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 some people i think get into trouble with this because they think nothing bad can can happen at disney well sometimes little things do happen at disney and it's and it can ruin your vacation right so the discussion for today is basically how strong is your bubble like how, how at what point at what point does reality burst that bubble right? for you cuz it's different is for Is it just a thin people. little bubble that's fading away or is it a real <laughs> sturdy bubble that you got to come in with Jackie's got a real hammering. thick bubble Oh yeah my bubble is like like <laughs> three or four layers or more even 
I'm thinking uh, she of, has the of indestructible Violet. bubble. Yeah, when she puts You're that, like the boy in the bubble. Uh-huh. Or Life Violet in The Incredibles yeah. when she puts the bubble around the family. Yeah, and the you're whole a last girl. Yeah. Wait, no, wait. No, no that that's Violet. Violet. That's Violet. Sorry, Violet. Yeah. She, and she puts that bubble around them and, and the whole thing can <laughs> burn down and go crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like the idea of calling her a last girl. I Aww. was going to try to make it work and it just failed miserably. She's Violet. <laughs> that's awesome. She's Violet. All right. Well, we went to Facebook uh, to talk to you guys to see uh, what your all situation was. And we thought we'd share some of those stories and throw them out there for discussion. The first one, uh, the first response that we got was from Kim Tuttle Holt. She said, a couple of years ago, my husband was put on a project at work right at the time of our vacation. He had to bring his laptop and was given a BlackBerry so that he could be contacted any time of the day. He worked late at night after we returned to our room and then also early in the morning before we got up. There were times when he just didn't hear the phone go off, and that's in air quotes, um, while in the parks, but he was pretty miserable that trip. Has this ever happened to you guys where you're having to work and vacation at the same time? I, w- I never allowed that to happen. Your vacations are... My vacation vacations. is my time. Yep. And even when I had a regular, regular job, you know, back home, I did not... My vacation time was my vacation time. I did not, especially at Disney. Mm-hmm. Nope. Don't bug me on vacation yeah. unless the building has burnt down. And it makes a difference. I know we go into the parks and this is our job this is our job this is our work yeah. but sometimes you want to just go and be on your own and not have the phone on and not be there for work mm-hmm. that's hard to do for us but just as a regular vacation um when you're in your vacation bubble i'll call it that vacation bubble um i almost always stay connected with work the last couple times i've just disconnected completely and it is a totally different world it's so relaxing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just a different, you know. Footloose. It is. You don't even think about, as long as you know you've got a good support system and people are taking care of what needs to be taken care of at home or at work, and you trust those people Mm -hmm. to contact you if they absolutely have to, but not unless it's, you know. See, that was the thing. I had an assistant who I actually hired and trained. And so I knew that there wasn't one thing that could happen that she couldn't handle. And if she needed me, I knew that if my phone rang and it was her, I knew that the building was burning. Yeah. Something big. Yeah. And then my phone never rang. Mm -hmm. I mean, she didn't because she knew what to do. That's awesome. Yeah. It was amazing. What about, is there anyone that wrote in that, um, because your bubble can burst from inside the bubble if there's a sickness or something goes on. Well, we're going to get to all that, but I didn't talk about my experience. Oh, okay. Well, tell us yours. Jeez Louise. Um, Do tell. I actually had to deal with this uh, last year when I got hired by the Diz because I had already had my vacation with my children planned when I took on the new job. Mm-hmm. So um, I, taking the new job, didn't get vacation time right away. So I had to actually work and do vacation at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it definitely... Um, it definitely affected the trip. I wouldn't say that it ruined it for me, but it was it was tricky to handle. Now, luckily, my vacation was at I vacation at Disney as well as work there. So the kids and I had had um, we had a reservation at the Treehouse Villas. Oh, I remember that. Mm-hmm. And so I had to commute from the Treehouse Villas to work back and forth um, every day, and 
you know, that was a disappointment because I lost out on time at the resort with my kids. But, but you know, we managed. I was determined to not let that burst my bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, and in some ways, I think the kids actually liked it because they were like, woo, mom's at work. We got the treehouse, you know, right. to ourselves for a little bit. And, you know, they got to hang out and manage on their own. And um, But, you know, when I came home at the end of the day, there were certain hours that were like, okay, we are now, this is set aside, mom's here, we're doing family right. vacation, and nothing interfered. But it was tricky, but what I did have to do was just have certain times where boundaries were put around that. There was times where, okay, I'm on vacation, but I am going to work. And then it was, I'm on vacation and I'm on vacation. Right. Um, but I, I could definitely see how this, how she's saying, you know, he had to be available to be contacted at all times. That would be tough. It would be hard. That would be yeah. really, really tough. Mm. Uh, Jillian Smith wrote to us and she said that, <clears throat> Regarding what I consider minor things, which is almost everything, I don't allow the actions of others to affect my good time. Um, and she says, nothing's ever happened in the parks that's ruined the magic for her. But the closest that she ever came to that was in 2013 when she was at Disney for her birthday. She says, there was a blizzard back home and we were supposed to fly home the next day. Finding out by chance that our flight was canceled was really irritating. I ended up having to spend hours of my actual birthday on the phone with airlines and central reservations from my room at Riverside, just making sure that we had somewhere to stay and could eventually get home. But she says she turned that around. She said, I could have let that ruin my day, but I got some good advice to forget about it for a while. Then she went off to GECO. And the stress of the day melted. So here we've got weather problems. Weather is not something always within our control that can affect it, either while you're there in the parks. Or getting there. Or getting there or getting home. Right. All these things can come into play. It could cancel your trip completely. It could extend your trip. (laughs) Yeah, right. right. In that way, maybe it would extend the magic. It would be kind of stressful, though, if you're on a budget. Mm -hmm. What the heck do you do? You don't have any money left and you, you know... Where do you go? What do you do? Yeah. So that would be stressful. You know, I think she handled it well. She just kind of decided to say, well, you know, out of my hands, did what she could do. And then as soon as the arrangements were taken care of, just continued to. Jillian goes. Yeah. Continued (laughs) to enjoy her time there. I mean, is that, what would you guys do? Well, it's all you can do. You can't let it stress you out and then just hang in your room waiting for, you know, the flight home go out and enjoy yourself if you can i'm in total agreement i tend to that. laugh my way through stressful things we mm-hmm. know that i tend to <laughs> yeah it, i try to make the best out I of it do. too cuz what because are you going to do if i'm not laughing i'm crying mhm there's like no in between if it's stressful for me yeah. i'm either falling apart eating pasta in the closet crying or i'm having a good time so yeah and you can't do anything about the weather. No, it's not you like can't. you can. It's not like the bigger hissy fit you throw; it's going to go away. Right. I mean, you but just have to deal do. with it. Some but people do. Some people do. Let that and allow, it shocks me. I agree. When they do. There the is point? no point. But that plane has. I got to. You know, we all yeah, know about sorry. people that have griped about. You know, the the weather has ruined their plans. You yeah. know, they've been working on their itinerary for months, and now it's all come to naught. Sometimes they expect Disney to be uh, to compensate for that in mm-hmm. some way as well okay you travel insurance kinds. people yeah <laughs> seriously go ahead yeah if that would be that would be what i suggest if you ever think if you know you're the kind of person i would just suggest travel insurance no matter what because if the weather's involved mm-hmm. it could possibly help you 
So. What kinds of things does the travel insurance Well, it just cover? depends on the policy. It could be, you know, weather. It depends on the policy. It could be anything. Okay. You know. Like getting reimbursed for reimbursed transportation? For transportation or lodging or, you know, lost luggage, whatever. Whatever your policy covers. But I would definitely would get it because... Crap happens. Yeah. Because <laughs> they have something else, but I can't. You know, while we're on that subject, Ryan Teets wrote to us, and he talks about um, how he doesn't let minor things affect his vacation either. However, sometimes people who are griping about the cost of things, it gets to him. Um, he said he's encountered numerous guests that play the do you know how much this vacation cost game. He says, that tends to bother me because everyone's paid a large amount to get there and some may never come again. I can say I've never had a bad Disney vacation or a Disney vacation where someone else made things bad. The only real world part of my Disney vacation is connecting to my family and friends, sharing pictures on social media, and then of course sharing my experiences on the Diz boards. But, um, that's true. That happens a lot in the parks, too. It is stressful mm-hmm. to be in the park and hear someone do nothing but gripe about their job, about the money they had to spend, the, the money they don't have to spend. Mm-hmm. I just want to smack him. <laughs> well, well, and he has a good point. Everyone, everyone has spent the same right. amount. Well, some people have paid more for people reservations paid, and stuff, but right. everyone has spent the same amount of money on their tickets to get into that park, mm-hmm. to have that experience as well. It doesn't mean that... Uh, your your experience is entitled to be more special than right. other people's. And your griping is affecting my experience. It's And some it's people, it does, I usually it don't can. let it bother me too much. But Well, and you shouldn't. You have to just kind of go along with your day. It's hard when you're standing in line with these people, though, and they're like, you know, you're standing right next to them for an hour and, and you can't help about but something. listen to the conversation Be happy for you're long here. periods of time. You guys would laugh, but, you know, I always, when something like that goes on, I just turn around to my family and I'm like, wasn't that so fun on blah, 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 or, you know, and I just, because, because I, it doesn't bother me. I don't let it bother me. It's a choice. Mm-hmm. So right. I just make the choice right then that I am not going to sit here and listen to that. So we're going to talk about, you know, dinner last night at 1900 Park Fair where little princesses were twirling and so Prince confr- Charming. Confront. I don't want to say the word confront. Mm-hmm. You don't engage with these people in conversation. No way. Oh, see, I usually do. Do you really? Yeah. What do you talk to them about? Just like, man, dude, just be happy you're here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just simple things that, I mean, sometimes I don't. You can tell, you can gauge how they feel if they yeah. really... You know, because sometimes I'll be in the park with my own children and they'll start griping about stuff because I can't have this or I can't Mm -hmm. have that. You know, be happy you're here. Mm -hmm. Shut up. I'll take you home. (laughs) (laughs) But but I don't say it loudly so other people can hear me. It's usually quietly or in a text message. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Send that little mad face to keep everyone in line. But that's an interesting um, thought, though. To engage the person, maybe not to confront them, like no, shut up I and stop griping. Confront, but, but if you just engage them, if you engage them and change the conversation, you can turn it around. Yeah, that's actually I've a really actually good idea. Happen. Yeah, and a good way to kind of keep your bubble intact. I like that thought. What about this one? Cutting in line. Jennifer Watkins Thompson says line cutters can completely squash my magical feeling. That complete disregard for others makes my experience sour. I share her frustration. 
but I don't know that I let it ruin everything no. for me. I think I kind of just... They're sad little people. Well, exactly. Yeah. You just kind of have to come to that conclusion in your mind and, mm-hmm. and See, let it be. Like we are. <laughs> I feel sorry for them, too. I do. That they have to feel like they have to cut in line to make their... Like they think they're special or better than anyone else. Yeah. Or just trying to get ahead and cheat the right? system. Yeah. I, I don't you know even what? pay them You'll get yours, line. people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I laugh inside knowing that... Because something will break down just before they get up there, and then they'll unload the line cue backwards. Yeah, And And you know what? Those people are not just cutting in line. They're cutting in line all throughout their freaking life. Mm. It's true. If they're not just doing it there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a symptom of a a bigger problem. It is. Lifelong line cutters. Yeah, Yeah. but some people have to understand that people like me are just flat out better than them. And I deserve. (laughs) Who is that guy? Who is that? Why are we letting someone talk? (laughs) Just had to say that. Back to you. But I was going to say, every once in a while, you get the very satisfactory moment of seeing them get caught. I thought you were going to say seeing them trip. No, it won't. That would be fun, too. (laughs) Seeing them get caught and then pulled out of line. Yeah. And the embarrassment of that. It's like somebody speeding on the highway. And then, then you pass them, and the cops and the got cop them. has I got them up ahead. Oh, I, oh, love I love that. It's great. My favorite that karma. I know. It's awesome when it works quick. <laughs> it oh, is it's the best ever. Ever instant turnaround. Yes. So I have got to be with Craig, and when he does something bad, and karma's going to get it. Him. Is I will get force it. It, it karma's going to get you, Gelman. I'm telling you. Nah. He says nah. <laughs> You're young. A lot of time left for that to happen. <laughs> Are there little birds appearing in the studio again? Okay. Now, the, the things that we've talked about so far are usually within our control, Jackie. Like you said, it's a choice. I think it is. A lot of people don't think it is. I mean, a lot of people probably might think I'm ridiculous, but I think everything's a choice. Just this, one, bug you? this one's a little bit trickier, well, though, this- and it gets into what Teresa says. Alicia Tedford wrote to us and said... On our last trip to Disney, our six-year-old daughter had the stomach flu. She missed all of Animal Kingdom and most of Epcot. The rest of the week, she was drained and tired, and it was hard to have a magical time watching her feel so terrible. That one is a bit more of a struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, not, it's not a case of somebody just having a bad attitude mm-hmm. or being careless. This is a situation that can't be helped, especially when it's a child and Normally, what you just you want to make the, them as comfortable as possible, but there's nothing to be done. This vacation has been planned. You're hoping that everybody you're here. Can, you're yeah. here. You you want everybody to take advantage of the time that you're here. Um, We've had that happen. Um, one of the first times we came down after Stella. Stella was about nine months old, maybe not not a year yet. She was no, she was younger than that. She wasn't walking, and we were staying at Old Key West, and. She started running a fever. And what do you do? I'm not going to take her out amongst the people, right? Mm-hmm. So we made the choice. Kelvin and I would flip-flop. He'd take the two older kids and go do whatever we had planned that day. And I would stay back at the resort with Stella just chilling. She was young enough where she didn't know what she was missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, And then they would come back at the end of the day and bring her junk to try to make up for didn't bring me anything. But anyway. Um, <laughs> and then the next day we would the flip it. Kelvin would hang with her. And it went on for, I think, two days where she just had to chill at the resort. And it's hard for the whole family because you're mm-hmm. not t- – and that was our first time as a family of five. Aww. And we weren't all experiencing it together. I, And that was the first time Grace was old enough 
I mean, she was seven, to go into the parks and, you know, have fun with her. And I was missing it. I missed that walk down Magic Kingdom, you know. Aww. And that was sad. But you got to yeah. do what you got to do. Yeah, right. what are you going to You can't And you got to make the best of it. And you, you can't let it ruin the vacation for everybody. Yeah, you salvaged yeah. what you could. You salvaged what you can. Yeah. And then, you know, you, you know, put your little picture in there later. Keep on. Keep <laughs> put my little face in the back. Has that ever happened to you, Jackie, at all? Well, we had an interesting situation happen a couple of years ago where um, the stomach flu started going around. So all of my family from Seattle was here, and we were staying in a uh, we were staying at the beach club all together. And the stomach flu started, and it went from one to the next to the next to oh, the next. Went through everybody. All three, and there were nine of us total. So oh wow, okay. it was. Bad news. Just bad news. And you can't, I mean, you can't do anything. Fortunately for us, though, it didn't happen until the last couple days of our trip. Okay. So you did get some good time. We did have most of the vacation. Mm -hmm. So that was lucky. Um, It was sad because my little nephew missed Animal Kingdom. They they missed out on their Animal Kingdom day. And that's my brother and sister-in-law's very favorite park. So that was a bummer. Yeah. But they're coming back in May. Yeah, so, that's a reason to come back. Yeah, Indeed. exactly. Yeah. And every once in a while, you get a little bit of extra unexpected magic. We've had viewers write to us before with stories about when their kids have been sick on the trip and the cast members find out from the resorts. Mm-hmm. And then they do extra special things at the resorts in order to try to ease the loss of park right. time and such. So, you know, hopefully, if that ever happens to any of you out there, that would be the case. Um Here's another one that's really hard. Jessica Edwards wrote to us and she said, um, getting, a, getting a phone call while on vacation and being told that my father-in-law was accepted um, onto a lung transplant list after a rapid decline due to emphysema. She said that brought her tropical Bali holiday to a scree- screeching back to reality, but it was in a good way. But that does bring up the idea of what about family news back home? You know, you're in this, you're in your Disney bubble, but what happens when life back home calls? Yeah, what's, what is going to be so severe that takes you back? Mm -hmm. I mean, um, you hear of people all the time, so-and-so back home has been in a car accident. They're all okay. You continue your trip, you don't go back, but if someone passes away close enough, obviously you got to end your, end your trip. Or do you? Or, or if let's say it doesn't go so well, somebody's in a car accident and they're not okay. Right. What do you do? What would you guys do, do in you that end type it? of situation? I think it would depend for me. Um, if my children were little, I would not tell them probably. If it was someone they knew very close mm-hmm. or a relative that they knew and loved or whatever, I don't know if I would tell them until after. I don't know. I've not been forced into that situation. Damn. If they were older... Obviously, they'd know because of social media, and mm-hmm. they'd find out some way if you didn't tell them. I don't know. Would you? Good news and bad news. I mean, Jessica, it sounds like she's saying she had to leave her Bali holiday. Good news, holiday. scary news. Right. He, I mean, this was great. He's on a transplant list. She says it brought that holiday to a screeching halt, back to reality. Um, yeah. Do you, do you go home? Do you stay? Like, do you talk about it do not talk about it i think there's a lot of factors that come into play there like you were saying the age of your children whether you have children with you right the degree of severity 
in the news. I mean, probably also. If he was on the lung, okay, so so someone was scheduled for surgery. Can I get another day? I mean, not to, you know, when is it going to be right then? Obviously, it would be right then because of the situation. I mean, it's by the time you get home, depending how far away they are, the surgery is probably going to be over when you get there. Right. Unless he was with them. So, but he wasn't, was yes, he? Uh, no, he, it was, in he was not. So it's like, is it is it worth it? Do you stay? I think also a lot of this depends on um, how close you are to the person that this happens to. And the people back home. And whether they they're being saying, taken care of or not. Right. Are they saying, stay, finish your vacation? Right. We'll, we'll see you when you get back. That one's a or, tough call. Or are they saying, come home, I need you? Yeah. You know? That one so is a tough circumstantial. call. Yeah. It's a hard call. It I mean, is hard. Mm-hmm. I can't even say what I would do because it just really depends on You don't know what the situation so would be, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, here's one that we all have to deal with every single time. The halfway point. Mark Lake wrote in and he says, uh, nothing tragic bursts his bubble, but the day before the halfway mark on his trip, he begins thinking, tomorrow my trip's half over. And that kind of, you know, starts to invade his his time a little bit. Um, then before it's, then he says, then it's the day before the last full day. Then it's the last full day. And then it's the night before departure and then departure. Oh my and God, it, he's bringing himself down. <laughs> well, right? It sounds like it. It sounds like this, this reality or the idea that reality is coming closer and closer and closer begins to kind of affect him. I relate to this. Me Not, too. I don't let it kill everything, but I do notice a difference. It becomes harder for me. Um, to just be lost in the moment you need to because live in the moment. Yeah. I, I do. I need to get better at that. But I do struggle with this because in the back of my mind, it keeps kind of just p- pushing in a little bit further, a little bit further. This is almost done. You're closer to the end. You're another day oh closer to the end. You now, do. on a cruise, I feel that way. I don't know why. But on, I know on like a seven night cruise or whatever, when you get past that halfway point it or you, st- you start to, to become to more aware day, that the magic like, is ending i don't want to go home mm. so, see yeah. i used to feel i used to i can kind of relate to this because when we used to fly all the way here from seattle it was a long haul yeah. and my thing was i'm not sure when we're going to be back again right so that's the way i feel about disneyland yeah more so than here Obviously, because we're living here. And we right. Can- yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. See, well, I, I even when we went to Disneyland, we still flew there. Mm-hmm. And so I would feel like, oh, when are we going to get back here? That's why you need to take advantage of the bounce back offers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plan your next. That's why people come back and immediately start planning their next trip. Mm-hmm. Yep. Get it For on that the calendar. Reason. Get yep. it on the calendar. Yep. That's it, exactly it helps. that That's actually a really it good is. way. That's, a, that's actually a really good way to preserve you know your, your bubble, your bubble you because just, you're building the you next know that bubble. when this yeah. one bursts there's right. another one coming along yeah. absolutely because those i hear it all the time from clients and friends when the trip is over and they come out of the bubble they're just bummed until yeah. they can start and, and, or they'll post on facebook no trip to plan and then a little frowny face i'm going oh plan a fake one if nothing else exactly. build a fake bubble i am not above that i am not above planning imaginary vacations that i don't take i remember those days mm-hmm. yeah i Absolutely. really do i remember those days because i used to do it all the time <laughs> it was kind oh of therapeutic gosh. actually it was yeah so like being a travel consultant you plan other people's bubbles <laughs> yeah and then you're like can i fit in your luggage right <laughs> <laughs> go 
<laughs> I've got a little adjacent bubble here with me in it. Can I come yeah. on? Yeah. Stalking them. It was a real thing. I mean, I, I, I'll never forget it. The first time we visited Disneyland, um, Molly was two and Zach was six. Long time ago. And I was kind of panicky the day we were leaving. We had a later evening flight because it was just a two-hour flight home. Right. And I remember being panicky on the walk back from Disneyland to our hotel. We were staying at the Disneyland Hotel. And I remember feeling like anxiety because I was not ready to go. I did not want to go home. I had watched my kids for the first time at Disneyland. And it was... It's sad. It was so amazing. Yeah. And I was legit, I was legitimately sad. Yeah. So what did you do about it? How'd you deal with it? I just had to sit down and suck it up. Suck it up, buttercup. (laughs) Right. And it was hard. And I was not a happy girl that day. See, this is where I usually try to, if my kids are all, because the kids get that way too. Oh, we don't want to go home, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're all upset. We got to go home in two days. How many days left? Grace was always one day asked, how many days left? How many days left? Stop worrying about it and enjoy what you're doing. (laughs) Enjoy the day that you're in. Enjoy the day you're in. Yeah. And if they fuss at the end of the trip, I would say, you know what? Let's think about all the fun we had. Not think about going back and, you know, just talk about that because it's fun. you're bringing me down. You got to shift the perspective. You do. You do. Very For something like that, you definitely have to. And I didn't want to tell anybody in my family, like, I was kind of embarrassed that I was feeling like this. Yeah. I'm like, what is wrong with me? I'm a grown woman with children. <laughs> and I'm sitting here all, like, panicky and anxious because we're going home from Disneyland today. Yeah. Am I a five-year-old? What is happening here? <laughs> and I, I mean. And no one understands if they've no. not been through it. Mm-mm. Or have that type of personality that would feel that way. Yeah. You I mean, like, I was. What the heck? It's a real thing. Yeah. It is a real thing. We had done the, we had done the walk and waltz footsteps that mm-hmm. year. And um, I, so I learned so many things about what was created there. And so I was sort of emotional about, about a place being created where adults could have fun with their kids. And my kiddos were so tiny and they had so much fun. Oh, God, I could talk for an hour about that trip, but I won't. <laughs> but I just did not want it to you end. You didn't want it to end. I did, and there was nothing I could do it's like about vacation. it. Like, you it was going to end. end. Yeah. Exactly. And and it was going to end whether I wanted it to or right. not. And so I was so walking out of the Disneyland Hotel um, to go catch our bus back to the airport. I was actually in tears. Aww. It was sad. <laughs> I was like... And my husband was like, are you okay, babe? And I'm like, no, I, I don't want to leave. <laughs> I don't think you're alone in I that I think that we then. have found what bursts right. that, Jackie's that bursts bubble. Your bubble. Yeah, it's the, it does. It's the idea of her bubble bursting that bursts her bubble. Yep. Wow. And you can't, because there's nothing you can do. They're like, and, and I mean, if I was a bazillionaire, you know, with that Powerball you ticket, just, then I could maybe live <laughs> there for part back. of the year. But yeah, when there's nothing, Golden you can Oak, do, here we come. Yeah, that definitely bursts. That definitely is something. Yeah, that, that's sad. Yeah, well, that's here sad. is a situation that I once had to deal with, sort of. Teresa, you were with me on this, and that is having credit card problems. Stephanie Petri Spencer wrote to us, and she said back in September she had some issues when she was at Disney. She tells us, right when we got there, we went grocery shopping for a few things, and both of our credit cards were declined. 
Thankfully, I had cash, and after we got to our room, we spent about an hour on the phone with the credit card company and the bank. We were only on the phone um, with the bank for about 30 minutes, and then we were taken off hold, and the credit company ordeal was about an hour. We had gotten new cards about a week or so before, but when we left, we thought we had time to change the cards since the expiration date you know, hadn't expired mm-hmm. yet. Um, they came to find out that there was a breach with the cards, and so the, the credit card company sent them new ones, uh, but they so the other ones only would work for a couple more days, right. and trying to get an extension on that was mm-hmm. a really big pain. That's in the hard butt. to do, mm-hmm. right? So, wow, that would be a really big hurdle to overcome. I always, I don't, if, as far back as I can remember, the money issue, leaving home and having the finances to do what you need to do or want to do, has always that's always been a worry for me. So I always have a backup plan because you don't know that your debit card or your credit card is going to work. Some Anything could happen like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So you always have either have a cash backup plan or a second card. I mean, that's always been, because I am terrified. When we went to Europe a couple of years ago, I was terrified I'd get over there. You know, some people, well, you only take one card. No, honey, I'm showing up with many, many <laughs> ways of getting of money pain. because I'm terrified. Yeah. And that happened to Max when he was in Sweden and England and Germany last year. They got over there and his debit card had been compromised or something and he couldn't, you know, and he's messaging me on Facebook. And you're off in another country. And right. I remember having a, I didn't have the full blown issue, but you remember when we went to Canada yes. a couple years ago and we Therese airport. and I were sitting in the airport and she mentioned something to me about, about money. And then all of a sudden I realized. No, well, I said, did you, did you, uh, um, I think tell I, your credit card company or something that you were traveling out of the country. And I was something. like, what, what was I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. And oh, and by the way, I only have American dollars. <laughs> and Teresa was like, "What?" <laughs> I mean, I so, realized it was just Canada, but then again, I'm paranoid about stuff like that. Yeah. So I have got, I've got to have a backup. I've got to have American money. I've got to have either euro or whatever the currency is I'm going to. Yeah. And I've got to ha- make sure all of every card that I own knows where I'm going to be traveling. Yeah. Well, it gets really bad. Like the one time that I went to uh, New York City. Um, I was staying at a hotel with my dad's credit card and they, you know, they started to question it because it wasn't connected to the name on the room. And, yeah. uh, so then eventually they kicked me out and I had to go run to the, to the central park and just wait and hope for good luck. He's making this crap up. Oh yeah. That's the plot of home alone too. Yeah, I thought it was. <laughs> You've used that one before. I know. It's like, I think Where have I heard this story I think before? we have done this before. Don't put the camera See, on I'm me because like I'm getting falling. ready to show you the bird over here. It's so messed up. We will read it to But no, it's, it's, a, it's a common thing that could burst your bubble. Yeah. And if that's, you get that's somewhere a and you're, on, you're in your happy place and you got nothing. Because you, <laughs> you end up homeless. You end up. You and your pixie dust are yeah, kicked to the curb. You're living at Disney Springs on a bench outside Lego World, and you know <laughs> building Legos till the store closes. That's because that's all you can do. Mm-mm. What? Don't let it happen to you. Don't let it happen to you. I'm telling you. No, that's, that's my not. biggest biggest travel fear right there. Being without funds. Yeah, there's not much work, and I don't have a lot of funds to work with. So it, I got to, you know, I've just <laughs> got to protect the ones you have. You have to protect it. One mm-hmm. time, it, not to do the travel, but talking about credit cards, we were going out school shopping, and 
my debit card stopped working, just didn't work. And it had been compromised in oh. Georgia. Okay, wow. Two okay. states away. And they shut you they shut you down. Which is good. Okay. I'm glad it the is, bank does that. It is good that they do I'm that. glad they do that. But it's terrifying. I know yeah. there's money in there. Why can't I? <laughs> that happened to me once with my Kids PayPal. Screaming, I need shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a PayPal um mm-hmm. one and it I it got declined at a store and I was like Oh no! No no, honey. <laughs> no, no There's no. money there. Yeah, and they're looking at you like with the scissors. Sure, there. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So I called and and you know it was really this was really interesting to me because PayPal was like, well, your card had been compromised, so we actually canceled your card and there's a new one on its way. Yeah, and I was like, uh, would have been nice if you guys would have called. They do me. it so quickly though. They I think do. It's all because yeah. that happened. I had purchased gas, used the debit card. And then went straight to the mall to buy shoes, and done. It, it was done. Man. And by the time I got back home, I had I still had a house phone at that time. There was like ten messages on my phone from the bank, and I'm going, "Oh my gosh, what's going on? Oh. Are you shopping in Augusta, Georgia? No, I'm in Orlando. Well, someone just drained my bank account in Augusta, and they shut it down." And wow. I looked on, you know how you look online at your bank account mm-hmm. and there was like nothing there. I'm oh going, my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's wow. terrifying. Terrifying. But you know, the wow. banks do good in fixing all that, but still it yeah. is a bubble bursting event. Yes. For me. Well, oh gosh, equally yeah. terrifying. And this is unfortunately a reality of our world today. Um, something like terrorist attacks. Amanda Campbell wrote in and um, she said, We've, of course, all had moments of annoyance on vacation for one reason or another, but it has never ruined the magic of an entire trip. We were at Disneyland in November when the attacks in Paris happened, and we were stunned along with the rest of the world. We noticed security was a bit more thorough at bag check the rest of the vacation, but even that did not ruin the magic of the whole trip for her. She said, we have always felt safe at Disney, and that didn't change, and it allowed us to continue to enjoy the magic for a brief time while we were visiting Disneyland. Are you able to kind of sustain that in, in, with the threat of a terrorist attack? I'm not. I, if something were, okay, if my kids were smaller, I probably wouldn't tell them what was going on. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be the buzz wherever you are if something like that happens. Mm-hmm. And my first instinct is to gather my family together and go home because that's, it's like 9-11, mm-hmm. okay? When yeah, that exactly. happened, my two kids were in school. I only had two kids at the time. I was pregnant with Stella. They were at school. And your instinct is go get your kids and get your butt home and mm-hmm. husband come home. And you call your people and make sure everybody's safe. Even though it's not happening where you are, but the fear of the unknown of what could happen. It's very powerful. It's yeah. terrifying. That's another... I would... That's one that would get you. I think that would get me. That would send me home. I can say for a fact that one would get me because I actually did deal with this um, with 9-11. Margot was um, an infant. In fact, I remember I was in the middle of changing her diaper when I heard about the attacks happening on the Twin Towers. And we had plans to leave on a plane to come to Florida Mm -hmm. for our Disney vacation the following week. And... Nobody knew what was going on. Yeah. You know, Twin Towers are going down. You know, the Pentagon gets hit. Right. Planes going down in fields. Exactly. Yeah. And I had, to make a, I had to make a call on that because do I want to take my infant, my newborn child mm. on a plane 
to go to do our Disney vacation uh, with my mom and sister. That messed with a lot of people's world. We decided no. Yeah. I decided there was no way that I could actually, in good conscience, risk, take that risk. Yeah. Not with my baby. I wouldn't have been. I, no. I, I couldn't do it. So we had to cancel that time. Aww. Yeah. What I mean, does this affect you at all, Jackie? I don't. I, I think it would. I don't know how. You know, I was... I was seven months pregnant with Molly um, on September 11th, and uh, like Teresa said, it, it was. I have tons of family all over New York, and that's all you th- you can think about the people you know and what. Yeah. And, and you know, when something like that first happens, whether it was 9/11 or Paris or whatever mm-hmm. attack or against humanity has happened in our lifetime, when you think of something like that, I do. I can't think of, I I can't go off and ride small world and be happy. No, mm-hmm. I don't think I could do it no. either. No. I would be if I was at Disney, if something something were to happen or at Universal or wherever I was on vacation, I would hunker down where I'm at and yes, I said hunker down. <laughs> and I would just I'd pray for one thing and mm-hmm. I'd try to figure out a way to get home as quick as I could. And I I think yeah. a lot of people would feel that way. Yeah. Some people maybe would stay and but all I could think about was being with my family. And-, mm-hmm. I, and I would be scared because of how to go home. Right, right. Like if you flew here. You have to fly You have, have to, to fly, fly home. home. Or, yeah. do you, or do you or change you plans and you rent a car rent a and car. you drive. Yeah. Right. If you and, can. And Big the questions. 900 other people are doing the same thing. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Big yeah. questions. And you know that happens. Yeah. So, yes, a global event would affect my yep, vacation. Let's weigh would- in with Gelman, shall we? What do you think, Craig? Uh, it doesn't really have an effect for me. Really? Yeah. I okay, knew we need to that. hear more about this. I, I, I don't know how much there is to really say about it. It's just, uh, for me, you know, bad stuff happens all the time. And while it's not ideal, you know, I, I've been on vacation like everyone else, and you've, you've heard bad news uh, come in from someone at some point in time, but... Uh, it's it sucks, but you gotta. There's a lot of things you just have to take in stride, and there's nothing in in my opinion, you know, like a big event like that. There's nothing that would change if I was at home. Like the same with people who are like freaking uh, so obsessed with sports, thinking like if they're if they're wearing the right underwear and drinking a soda or a beer or whatever at the right time in between plays. And that's going to cause their team to win. There's just some things in life you can't control. And so as much as it does, (laughs) I don't think that's that's not the point. The point is you can't control the outcome. You can control the outcome of your own life to a certain extent, but in terms of big world events like that, you're not, able to control it so but i'm not trying to control it i'm trying to feel safe she's trying to avoid being affected by it and here's i'm wondering if there's a difference with you because you don't have kids yet because um, i actually i might have gotten on that plane to do my disney vacation if it hadn't yeah let's wait back in a couple of years yeah if i hadn't um if I hadn't been right? bringing my my baby, right? Yeah, or if, also, I, or if I didn't have a baby that I needed to be responsible for to right? survive for, or them. it might be a guy thing. Maybe it is. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I or his age, the, the mysteries way, of the world. Well, you know? the way I take it is, or just because he's it's, weird. I don't have kids, <laughs> but I have a wife that I would never let anything happen to in the entire world. Okay, and so, so let's while take it's that not a kid, equation. you know, okay. I. 
even if, it, if she was with me on vacation in that point, it's still, for me, it, it, what's happening is happening. You can't, I'm not going to fix it. And, you know, in terms of feeling safe, um, if you're like right in the middle of the action, that's different. Mm-hmm. Then your plan is get the get get out, get the, out of D, as my husband exactly. says. <laughs> you got to get out of. Well, uh, you can't town. control any of these things unless you're the one stopping the event from happening, and then woo, you're a hero. But I think it's a safety thing for me, or I just maybe it's a comfort thing. Mm-hmm. I feel I want to be in my own world. Yeah. But then I think of what I think. Oh, sorry. I think of. Um, I don't want to get all religious here, but if it if your time if it's your time it's your time no matter where you are you're going down because mm-hmm. that time's already been planned out in my world. I don't know when it is or when it's going to happen. You can't change that. Mm-hmm. So if it's my time and I'm at Disney, then so be it. I'm smiling when I go down. Oh, I don't disagree with that, but at the same time, if there's been a lot of terrorist attacks happening on airplanes, I'm not really inclined to get on an airplane right. at that moment. But, you know, different things that, I mean, that's what the discussion is. I mean, Craig apparently is the same with Amanda here, where he's not going to let that get in the way of his uh, his plans and his good time. And, you know, more power to you. It's good time. <laughs> Um, here's one that a lot of people are also divided on. Okay. Behind the scenes, seeing behind the scenes, does being, seeing behind the scenes kill the magic for you or does it enhance it? Steve Gittler wrote to us and he said that seeing behind the scenes totally enhances the magic for him. He says, being a huge Disney fan, I love any opportunity to glimpse, glimpse stuff not usually seen by the public. He says, what spoils the magic? The usual litany of rude, obnoxious guests paying no attention to anyone but themselves rather than seeing behind the scenes. What do you what do you guys think? Does that kind of does that actually make it better for you or does that kind of like, you know, they have those doors up to keep guests out for certain reasons. They have a a certain atmosphere that they're trying to preserve and protect. Hmm. But Jack A, looking behind the curtain. How do you feel? I don't usually look behind the curtain if I see that the curtain's open. You prefer to stay on the one side of the curtain. Yeah, but if I do happen to see what's behind the curtain, I don't let it ruin anything mm-hmm. because because while I do absolutely believe in magic um, <laughs> and pixie dust. <laughs> okay, keep going. You know, I'm listening. Um, I realize that, and I'm sure everybody realizes that there's people behind the scenes making these things happen. But what about your little kids? So, And that depends on how old the kids are. You know, because... Like on that first trip to Disneyland, I have a great picture of Molly, two years old, looking up Pluto's tongue, looking up his mouth, because she just knew something was in there, and she wanted to know what it was. She just knew. Like, you can see the expression on her tiny little two-year-old face. She's trying and to figure out wonder. how does this work. Really? Yeah. I what mean, are you pulling over on me, Mom? <laughs> yeah, you could see the right. wonder in her eyes in that picture. Like, some there's a person. Something right here. What is happening? Something is amiss. All right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, you know, but it's my whole philosophy of, hey, if you believe, then here it is. I agree on that point. Yeah. I If... Disney is such a magical place, and it's a happy place. 
And when you're there, it's all about believing. Mm -hmm. I know the truth behind it all. I've seen, you know? Yeah. But still, when you're there, it's a bubble. Yeah. And if I happen to walk past an open behind-the-stage area and see something god-awful that I shouldn't see going on back there, (laughs) and I don't even care what it is, if it involves a character, I don't care. To me, it's just a little added little bonus. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because you know it's there, but... You know it's there. It's... It's and my kids yeah. have always known it's there. It's not yeah. like I tried to pull. It's not like Santa Claus now. Santa Claus is real. Yes, <laughs> but I don't pull punches on. You know. Yeah. If if Grace saw something and she would question, I'd say, Yeah. What do you? I mean, yeah. what do you think? For me, yeah. it depends on the situation. You know, like I think that I would love to see uh, go on a tour that showed me how animatronics were built and worked. Right. That would enhance an experience on like Pirates of the Caribbean for right. me or something like that. But at the same time, um, there are certain situations that once you see them, you can't unsee them. Like I don't – for example, in the Haunted Mansion, there's a lot of um, visual effects that are done. Mm -hmm. I've never taken a tour where they show you how they get the ballroom dancers to work. Because you don't want to know. You don't want to see. I don't want to know. Yeah. I don't want to know because I know as soon as I see how they've managed to make that happen, I'm no longer going to see them as ghosts dancing in a ballroom. I'm going to, in my mind, I'm going to be visualizing whatever the the special trick is that they use. I don't want to know about that stuff. They're ghosts dancing in a ballroom. I like them being ghosts dancing in a ballroom. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, we've talked about, we've got two more things that I thought would be good to discuss. This one is actually... A really tough one, and I'm interested to hear what you guys say. We've talked about getting news from family back at home. What about a death happening in the family? Um, Alex Gavinchuk brought this to our attention. Um, he says, I think the only thing that could break the magic of my vacation is a death in the family. Although in my family, we've discussed what should happen if there is a death. And we all agree that if uh, we were the one to die, we wouldn't want anyone's vacation to be ruined, and they would want people to just keep going. What do you guys think about this? I've actually had it happen to me. We were at Disney one year, and I got a call from my dad telling me that my grandfather had passed away. And at that point, my uh, my husband and I had to make the call. What do we do? Do we stop? Do we go back home? Um, do we continue the vacation? Do we tell the kids? Do we not tell the kids? Um, a lot of the times, the factors that we had talked about previously came into play. My dad was encouraging us to just stay. He was he was kind of saying, "We've got this all taken care of. There's no need for you to actually be back. You know, we want you guys to enjoy your vacation um, if you can." And so, it, but we struggled with it for a while. We ended up staying, um, and we ended up not telling the kids about it until after the vacation was over. But but that was a hard one. That was a really really tough call to make. How old were the kids? They were young. They were like five and three. Okay, so very young. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. I don't know. I guess I don't want to say it would depend on who died, because if it's a family member, it's a family member. Well, but at the same time, if it's a distant family member. Well, if it's great Aunt Rosie, and she'd been terminally ill with something, and she passed away, I would be sad, but we would carry on. Absolutely. If it were... A parent or a grandparent or a sibling, I'd probably pack it up and go home. You wouldn't be able to push through that one. No, I couldn't push through it. Yeah. I couldn't. What about you, Jackie? You know, I'm not sure about 
I don't know how to answer it for myself because I just really don't know. But we were on a girl's trip with, um, it was me, my mom, and my sister-in-law. And my mom's very favorite uncle passed away. And we learned of that while we were on the trip. And it was really hard. Um, my mom was so upset. It was, it was not, it was not okay. And, um, we decided that we were going to go to main street and we were going to buy one of those big giant Mickey balloons and we were going to let it go. And we would stand on main street and watch the balloon go up until we couldn't see it anymore. And that was going to be our way of a memorial. Yeah. A little memorial. Acknowledging what had happened and your way of dealing with it when on vacation. I think that's beautiful. It was, it was somehow, um, it was peaceful. It was, um, he, he was in New York. So there was talk about, you know, would she fly home to Seattle after the vacation with us or would she go up to New York instead? So we had those conversations, um, about changing her flight, but it was it was a neat thing to just sort of and we watched the balloon. It took a little while, you know, we watched it until we couldn't see it anymore. It was really it was oh, cool. I, it was freeing. I think that's a really great way to handle the situation. I mean, you are able to kind of preserve your vacation but at the same time you're not ignoring what has happened. Yeah. And now I regret that we didn't do something like that. That is, I just, I think that's beautiful. Oh, it really was. And so we've, we've actually made that a tradition in our family now. Mm-hmm. So if, if someone passes away, like I, we've lost a couple of family members in the last, um, you but know, not while you're in the park, not while we're in the parks. But they just but had passed away since your last it. trip. Mm-hmm. You'll still honor the memory in the park. We do that's the balloon. Cool. Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah. All right. The last situation that I was going to bring up was brought to us by Ron Havens. And it's actually one that pretty much, I think almost everyone who's in the parks will have to deal with at some point or another. And that is other guests that feel that they're entitled. He says on December 8th, at Mickey's very merry Christmas party, my wife and I found a spot to stand near a fence in the nearly elbow to elbow crowd area in front of the castle. We were awaiting the start of the show with all the characters I was very tired after walking around for a few hours, and I decided to just sit down on the pavement and rest a bit. He said, now I'm a big guy, and I wear a brace on the lower half of my left leg, so when I sit down, I do take up a larger space than most because I can't bend my leg very well. A minute or so after I sat down, I heard a voice from over my right shoulder say very sarcastically, you think you got enough room there, buddy? I looked up and saw that a man about my age was standing next to us with his wife. I realized then that I was probably crowding them a bit, But instead of him asking me in a polite manner to move, the guy gave me an attitude. I returned his remark by saying in an equally challenging voice, I'm sorry, I didn't realize that I was so close and that you owned this part of the park. He then said that he and his wife had been standing there for about an hour, implying that he had the right to that entire space. I pointed out that we were only trying to stand where there had been an open space and that we had paid the same amount for our tickets as he did. And I added that if he had a problem with it, I could gladly find a cast member to help us sort things out. He said at that point I was seeing red. I could have easily lost it, but I didn't want to make a scene. And I realized that the situation was making my wife extremely uncomfortable and nervous. I decided that it was just better to leave and find another spot if possible. And so that is what they did. But... I mean, do other guests that are like this that feel that they're entitled or say rude things to you in comments, or is that something that you allow to affect your experience in the park? No. No. Mm-mm, me either. No? What about you, Craig? 
Uh, I make sure that I know uh, several phrases from different languages. So anytime <laughs> anyone gets, I'm dead serious about this. So, <laughs> so it's always nice to have a little Spanish or German on your uh, in your mind. So that way, if anyone starts giving you crap, um, you, you can just to... instantly just start jumping into it. Uh, so, like whenever I was in Europe, one of the, in the Czech Republic, one of our uh, one of the tours we went through, one of the security guards started giving me crap about not thinking that I didn't have a camera pass. And so, you know, I just played the dumb English, uh, dumb English tourist and the whole thing blew over instantly. So I figure, well, you know, in America, why don't you just play the play stupid to the situation if people start it as soon as you start speaking another language they're just going to be like okay they don't understand he's german i can't talk to him (laughs) that's that's like that's a very interesting way to diffuse the situation yeah you're messed up it works but if it involves children like the parade thing someone comes in and pushes their children in front of you to and you've been standing there for hours waiting or um, we were on Main Street one time, and I think I was with Pete. I can't remember who I was with. And we were standing behind a trash can, and kids come up and sat in front of the trash can and were trying to push it back. It was me and Kathy trying to push it back so they could sit on the curb because they're not supposed to be out in the street. Right. Oh, yeah. And Kathy and I just kept shoving it back at them because <laughs> it was teenagers. And at one point, we pushed hard enough where, you know, they're tumbling out in the street, which caught the attention of the cast cast member, which made them move. So violence works. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't usually let stuff like that bother me. But people, it's like line cut, people cutting in line. You know Mm. what? They're going to, they're not going to be any different no matter what you do to them, because that's just the kind of people they are. Yeah. You know what? And it's sad for, and it is sad. And it's sad for the adults that have their children are doing the same thing or their children are seeing their parents do this or their grandparents do this kind of stuff. You know what? It pisses me off. It makes me so mad too. And I actually remember a time where I actually did say something. I know I said that usually I don't, but I remember that one time somebody did something. I don't remember what it was, but it was so ridiculous that I actually, and the kids were older, and so I actually said to my kids, this is a perfect example of how not to behave when you're an adult. But you said it to your kids. so they I could said hear it to it. my kids, yeah. but I said it loud enough so that they could hear it. And and, so, and they just kind of looked at me. So and Jackie I, takes the passive aggressive route. Yeah. That's right. I'm like, hey, if the Save shoe to fits. to my children loud enough for them to hear. If the shoe fits, buddy. Yeah, I don't know. I, that's a tough one for me because usually when people get confrontational like that, I'm not one to back down. So, um, in my mind, I think that it would, it's easier for me to, um, get past that moment if I feel like I've actually said what has needed to be said. Um, so often I will engage as well, uh, much, much like Ron, because otherwise engage in some form, something with a comment or something, but in doing that, that, that kind of. It opens satisfies a little bit of yeah. something inside me rather than having it be locked in and then I'm just stewing about it for hours and hours. But I don't let it ruin my, I don't let it pop my bubble. And and nobody should. No, I don't let it ruin my vacation no. either. Yeah. Even if I do say something. You somehow you gotta just kind we of laugh work. About it later. You gotta yep. work your way through it and get back on track. Give it a page in the scrapbook and move on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Indeed. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. I'll give it a page in the scrapbook. Because it has my to new be philosophy in life. <laughs> I'm going to make a Facebook status about that. Today's one of those days I'll be giving it a page in my scrapbook. Right. Um, and just move on. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I think that that is going to do it for this week's show. Next week, we are going to be back with another great episode. We're taking you to the Hawthorne Suites, which is an off-property accommodation, letting you know what our review of the place was and whether we think that it's worthwhile. If you're looking for um, a family suite for your <laughs> for your group to stay <laughs> while you're here near Disney. So we will see you again next week for that. With that, we're going to say that? that's it. Trip out. I can be fun. I'm a nice person. I really do like Jackie. Really. No.